I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Hey, y'all. We want to tell you about a podcast we think you'll love. It's called By the Book. By the Book is half self-help podcast, half reality show, and one crazy good time. In each episode, our friend and comedian, Jolenta Greenberg, and her skeptical co-host, Kristen Meinzer, live by the rules of a different self-help book for two weeks straight to see which ones actually change their lives. From eating weird foods to throwing out half of what they own to try to channel their past lives, Jolenta and Kristen follow all the self-help books you've been curious about so you don't have to. Check out Buy the Book in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're going to be tackling the history of political parties. So jump in your time machine and go back with us. Let's get civical. Our guest today is Jolenta Greenberg. Uh, she's a comedian, lovely human, 
like great friend, podcaster. She's all things. Person. Supportive <laughs> person. She is all things. She's beautiful eyes. Oh, thank she you. She really does. Oh my God, and you guys can see, but like really awesome glasses. Oh, thank you. So yeah, so we're going to talk about the history of political parties. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I need to know so much about it. <laughs> okay. Good. I just I just was at the DMV and uh, I registered to vote in New York finally because <gasps> I've been absentee for the past decade. Oh for, my god! For Oregon? Yep. <laughs> well, it was a mail-in. It was a mail-in ballot anyway. They're all mail-in, oh, right. so it's super easy to just be absentee and just yeah, be like, no, yeah. no, no, send it here. And they're like, okay. All right. So I just did that until my driver's license was like, you need a new one of me. Oh, um, wow. But I just registered to vote and I was looking at all the parties mm-hmm. and they're like, there's so many. What's the women's women's yeah. equality party or something? Yeah. I was like, shit, I didn't even know about that. Like, should I check it? Like, I don't even, uh, what am I doing? Right. So I need to know everything. Okay, great. We're going to start back in like 1792, right? Perfect yeah. place to start. Way the back in the way back machine. Political party. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh my God, set us up. Where are we? <laughs> We're in resident 17- historian. <laughs> resident yeah. historian. We're in 1792 and clearly none of us are at the table. None no. of us are at we the table. We are at home We're in all- mud <laughs> wearing like five layers of skirt and eight it is children. always damp at the bottom. <laughs> With like, yes, eight children pulling We probably have apron. chronic UTIs yeah. that we didn't know were a thing. We nope. just thought it burned to pee always. Like, <laughs> That was the norm. Yeah. yeah. That was normal. Good. All the yeah. children are named George. George. Martha. With a junior. The only thing I think of when I think of colonial is Virginia. And I just want to apologize to the other states that were also there. The other 12. 12. <laughs> Good job. That are not Virginia. Yeah, we're more than Virginia. <laughs> just, that's no. so cute. It's that's so cute. <laughs> they, tried. They, they tried. They were just like wannabe Virginias, in my opinion. Yeah. So we're starting there. 1792 to 1824. Okay. So you've got the Federalists. Yes. And the Anti-Federalists. It's very... What I love about them is that it's actually... It's very simple. Okay, tell. The, the, tell. the issue between... Basically, we're after... We're post-Revolutionary War, right? Yeah. It's happened. And they're yeah, like, yeah. cool. It's signed. We won. So we like have dumped tea and everything. So we dumped This yeah. is post tea. Right. I guess you gave me the date, which I know is past the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yes. That's... Yeah, of course you do. Uh, right. We knew I knew that, that, knew that, knew that. Off the top of my head. Just like I knew that there are more states other than Virginia present at the moment. Yep. So they're basically like, we have to figure out how to govern each other. Yeah. So they decide to, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but they just form a government, basically. <laughs> as you do. They do, as you do. And basically, they wrote the Constitution. And so you have the major players of the Federalists, who are Alexander Hamilton, John Adams, and kind of George Washington, who want a strong national government. They want to ratify the Constitution. They want to create a bank. They basically want to create, like, a presence of a government, you yeah. know, bold government. And then you have the people who are like, no, we, we don't, don't want, want that. that. We, we don't want a government. We to be insane rebels. We yeah. literally just got away <laughs> yeah. from England. We don't want a government. We like, I mean, we want a government, but we want them to be like a distant uncle right. of a government. We don't yeah. want We monarch- want to pick and choose. Yes. No queen yes. telling me what to do shit. Exactly. Like, and we don't want it like under a new name. So no. like- that's and, not a thing we want. And all the states should, like, have their own, like, they should be able to make their own decisions. All 12 of them, and Virginia, should be able to make their own <laughs> decisions. Sorry. And these were the anti-federalists. They also, they didn't like the Constitution because they felt like it gave too much power without securing that it wasn't going to become an oppressive monarchy, essentially. So they wanted the Bill of Rights, and we're not about to do anything without the Bill of Rights. So those are your first two examples of political parties. You have Federalist 
Anti-Federalists. Did you say who the famous, like the notable Anti-Federalists are? No, I didn't. Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. who I call TJ. TJ. That's what my mom calls him, too. Oh, really? my God. He's her favorite public figure. Oh, her, she calls so him TJ, good. her boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Except for the slave part. Um, so Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, uh, both future presidents. And then Sam Adams. Of, of the Beers. Uh, of, of the, the Beers. beers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And essentially, you have sort of uh, urban um, city people versus the rural communities. That's like what... The Federalist being city, anti-Federalist being rule. But what happens... Which is kind of the same today. I would say is, that yeah, is right? pretty like, like Democrats live in a city, Republicans yeah. are more yes. rural. More rural. More more rural. rural. I like it better when we had names that were just like, you're this or anti-this. Right? Like, I love the, <laughs> the clarity. The clarity, you know? right? What yeah. I love about the Federalist and Anti-Federalist oh, is that it's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. It gets so simple. Once we keep going ahead, it's going to get muddled because people keep like splitting their parties in two and then creating right. more parties and it becomes stressful to keep them straight. It was very stressful for Lizzie. I <laughs> yeah. Was well, and does at one point, don't they just like, they just like switch ideals? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like I remember in history class and they're like, and this is when essentially people who were Democrats are now Republican yeah. and they yeah. call each other the same name and yeah. like, you just got to run with it. You got to yeah. run with it. Like you just say yes and go. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So what ends up happening in history, as we know, they end up adding the Bill of Rights to the Constitution, thusly sort of fixing kind of the anti-federalist issues. So Compr- a compromise. The compromise, compromise. if mm. you will. Mm. So then uh, the kind of head of the anti-federalist movement, uh, TJ, he was like, cool. Well, now we're not really anti-federalists. We're sort of transforming into a new political party called the Democratic Republican Party. Yes, at one point mm-hmm. it was both. It was both. Um, what? Let's just throw that in there. It was, at, it started as we were one. Okay. Which essentially the Democratic Republican Party is exactly the same as the Anti-Federalists. They again are opposing a strong central government. Same deal, new name. States rights. Same deal, new name. It actually becomes the more predominant political thing because after Thomas Jefferson becomes president, the next three presidents, James Monroe, I'm sorry, James Madison and then James Monroe are also all Democratic Republicans. Um, so for however many years that is, that's the major the political party. Twelve? I don't know if they have more than one term. They have two terms. Yeah, they have no, no idea. Yeah, they weren't two terms. And that's right. We'll never know. We'll never know. There's no way to find out. Nope. We will never really know. No. Tom, James and James, uh, are living large for like what 15 to 20 years a decade or so or so and then comes along somebody who I kind of have an affection for um John Quincy Adams just because I feel like he's so unlovable like you look at his picture and he was not <laughs> hugged as a child Aww. Aww. I mean JQA as I call him is <laughs> not Poor cute Poor honey. He very much did, like opposed the sort of Democratic Republican Thomas Jefferson situation, and so what he did is he. This is where we start splitting the, the parties. <laughs> he split the party uh, and created the National Republicans, which would turn into the Whig Party. And it literally, this party, the National Republicans, only existed for the election of John Quincy Adams. Like really? they created the party, they elected John Quincy Adams. I didn't realize that. And then, and then it, well, because then it transformed into the Wigs. And yeah, so, which I've is heard the Wigs, which is different. But it was a little, it was just a little, it was a little blip, and he got in power and he did his thing. And then after that came the Democrats or the Jacksonian Democrats, followed as far as like presidential parties. 
but yeah, JQA. JQA. Was was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Can we go back to the Federalists for a second? Of course we can. Okay. So you mentioned George Washington. I did. And how he's like kind of a Federalist, but not really, right? Sure. Because he made this well, he was basically speech like, or proclamation at the end. Government. Right. But he was like, government A+. Plus. Thumbs love up. Love that idea. Love the idea of a government. Big fan. Big fan. Don't love parties. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Didn't want political parties. And so he was like, this is not like a great concept for this country that we're coming up with like on the fly, you guys. I feel like I agree with him right now. Right? Like, don't you want to <laughs> He was like, on yeah. the same concept yeah. during 2016. George really get his finger on like, the Like, also, I feel like I would have been an anti-federalist, which is weirding me out. I know. Are you identifying with TJ? Is it I because just, your, well, I just want to be boyfriend? like, nah, I'm a fucking rebel too. Like, we came here to not have this shit. I just feel like I would have been very reactionary at yeah. the time and been like, no. No. It just shows you that nothing in our political system has changed since, like, they and it signed on the dotted line. on the fly. On the fly. Yeah. yeah. They were like, get parchment. <laughs> get that papyrus down. ASAP. Get, get the papyrus. <laughs> feather. Give me a feather, feather quill. And an ink well. TJ, you write the best. Yeah. <laughs> Smush some berries for ink and let's get this let's shit. Go. Here, use my blood. Lock it down for 2018. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's this it. is gonna this is gonna last. This is gonna last. What I what I imagine is that they you know wrote these big documents that we know and are the foundation of our government, but probably we're like, let's come back to this. Like let's circle yes, back yes. to this. And now we're like, let's frame it, and never touch it, and yeah. like shoot each other forever because of right. it. Because of it. So we had John Quincy Adams, who basically had one political party to get him elected, and then that sort of disbanded. And then the next big resurgence was were, like the first entry of just Democrats, the Democratic Party, or the Jacksonian Democrats, because yeah. Andrew Jackson mm-hmm. was a um, figurehead of this party. And a Again, it's just like anti-federalist, except a little bit different uh, because we're a little later in history, but we're opposing a central government. We're um, opposing a national bank. That's another huge thing. Nobody, like, it was like bank versus no bank. Right. Which I get. What like, does that mean? I don't Why? know. Just like having That's a government. excellent and question. And like a central currency, which makes sense to me, but maybe right. it's because I'm I think living. during like the Revolutionary War, they had a lot of problems. Taxes. Taxes. Like they didn't, oh, have, yeah. they didn't have a way to like get money from the people who were fighting in the war and people who were like going to benefit from like the air quote government fighting a war against. Mm. They mm. didn't have like a way to tax them. And then they didn't have a way, I think during the Civil War too later, they didn't have a way to like easily exchange money to like pay for things like pay for troops goods and yeah right supplies and and all that stuff yeah Yeah. so i think like that that was how that's what i imagine a national bank coming from is this like desire to like pool resource that makes perfect sense right because then once you start taxing people all that money then has to go into a right and also if you see yourself as a, a member of the community of like the state you live in versus the country you live in, right. your views on that would greatly differ. It'd be like, no, I only want my money to go to the people in Virginia. Right. Or like... Which I do. Or like, yes, we're all fighting this. Like, let's all put our let's money together. Let's all put our money together. That actually makes a lot of sense. Right. So are you still an anti-federalist? We're going to keep checking it. Oh, now, as of right now, I've become a federalist. You've become a federalist. Yes. Oh, you're a federalist. Yes. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. When I was an angry rebel, full anti-federalist. When I'm like, look, we're all fighting for this same <laughs> cause. Federalist. <laughs> 
Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. I love that you're now a Federalist. Thank you. Me yeah. too. Okay. So here we are. We have Democrats now entering the space. So you, you, we still have the sort of uh, Democratic Republican Party, uh, which turned into the National Republicans or the Whigs versus the Democrats. So Whigs versus Democrats is sort of the era we're entering to. But de- so, but Democrats are for states' rights right now. Democrats right. are for okay, states' this rights. This is what right always now. fucked me up yeah. in history class. Yeah. And the yeah. Whigs are for Democratic, or for what I would call like more democratic rights, like yes. national rights. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah. National. The Whigs, they had a couple of, uh, they had John Quincy Adams, then they had William Henry Harrison, who, bless his heart, died 30 days into his Aww, presidency. What a bummer. 30 days. imagine, like, going through and then dying And then dying. Days in. How, what do you die of? That's an excellent question. It wasn't like somebody, he didn't know I shot him. No, I think I would know that. I would know that. I think he was sick. I want to say TB. Don't quote. Not quote it. Unquote TV. TV. So great. So we're at the Jacksonian Democrats versus the Whigs. Yeah. Like, what happens? I'll tell you. Slavery. That's a horrible fucking solution. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. But, uh, what? <laughs> but we're about to have some, <laughs> some redefining of uh, political groups because of it, because of the... Uh, ongoing arguments over slavery that happen. Uh, the Whigs essentially disband because they get split into two people who yeah. want Whig or want Whigs, they <laughs> who want slavery. And so they're Whigs who are pro and anti-slavery. Pro yes. and anti-slavery, which I think is actually like, the important thing about the Whigs is not yes. so much like where they came from, but the fact that like they feed into this like yes. civil war split. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. They have great names. The anti-slavery Whigs were called the Conscious Whigs. Oh, they, that essentially, like, we are woke. We like, are the woke Whigs. Understand. Like, woke Whigs. Had throwing. woke been a term, that literally would have been the it name of been their the, party. Yep, exactly. Um, Throwing shade. And then the pro-slavery Whigs, I hate this name, were called the Cotton Whigs. No. Yep. Yes. I was going to make a joke about something yep. like similar. The and they, I was like, what, plantation wigs? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Might wow. as well have been cotton wigs. Yeah. Yes. So, so, the, so the Whigs become less of a, of a driving force. The good Whigs join the Republican Party, which has come come about right right um, which was formed by lincoln which is formed by lincoln yeah which is uh formed by lincoln and the dominant party throughout the entire civil war in the union because in the confederacy there are no political parties i didn't know that i didn't know that either that was like never what? told that there were bizarre there right no political, there's no so like, political parties essentially if you're doing it in very like yeah. simple terms republicans were anti-slavery fighting in the union and democrats which were from like the cotton wigs which were left over from Jacksonian Democrats, uh, states' rights people, mm-hmm. um, southern states. The the Demo- like the Democratic Party just stopped, and they just, formed just the Confederacy. And That's so weird. So it was like the Republican was the like only really prevalent party during yeah. the Civil War in in the Union, which was technically the United States, because was the Confederacy part of the United States? I don't, I guess not. I think that's true. So it, during the Civil War, you had the Republican Party versus. The Confederacy. The Confederacy. I guess the Confederacy. That yeah. has to be it. He does. Uh, so the Civil War happens, and essentially because the Republican Party was the one that was anti-slavery, won the war, it pretty much dominated in the White House for many, many moons. There were only two Democrats who um, managed to win elections. One was Grover Cleveland, <laughs> bless his heart, who got elected twice, but like 
there was somebody in between him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I he's forgot the only that he wasn't he's like the a one. Yeah, he's like the yeah. one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Consensual. Yeah. Consecutive. Consistent. Consecutive was the word I was going for there. Yeah, people really liked him because he was kind of like moderate in a way. He was a war hero. So even Republicans were like, wait, we kind of like this dude. And then in his second presidency, he led people into an economic depression. So then they were like, bad. And he kind of like ruined it again for the Democrats. Mm. And they couldn't really find their footing until Woodrow Wilson. Whoa. We're at World War I Woodrow Woodrow Wilson. Yo, that's 1900. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So that is really for what? How long is that? I feel like from 40, what civil war to the civil World war, war I? from Lincoln to Woodrow Wilson? How many years is that of like a Republican Party dominance? It's like sixty years. Yeah, right. It's like six, like mid sixties to like we're gonna say nine, maybe fifty. It's a long time. Nobody has Google right now. Nobody has Google right now. My phone's um, on airplane. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my phone is not, but it should be. That's okay. So now we're at now we're at World War One. Uh, and what's interesting about the World Wars is that it, I think, is a big turning point for Democrats. And when yeah. we were talking about, like, how, like, at what point do we see the shift start happening? Because you have Woodrow Wilson, who sort of was a weird figure in that I think he did facilitate World War II happening because he didn't really uh, step in and deal with it. He liked to play it safe. He liked to play it safe. And he was like, you guys do it. Uh, and then you have FDR who's sort of like the, the, I don't know, one of the big democratic political. Oh, he's like the guy. I was going to say, he's like the like burn it down, rebuild it with like the WPA type guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the WPA. WPA. Love you, baby. Love it. As far as like the economic policy that we know today, FDR was, you know, the New Deal. Yeah. The New Deal was... Sort of unheard of and very much opposed by. Is the New Deal the same as trickle down economics, or did no. I make that up? Trickle down economics is Reagan. Thank you. And we we'll will not get, get there because he's there. another turning point. It, uh, uh, economics, I find, is a huge like when you have a president or a you know political figure, mostly in this case a president who has a new economic system. Like mm. it's a defining moment. That's probably how we fucking party. ended up with Trump. True. Oh yeah. We have no. 2018 like is a or 2008 a fireball and then like we're like you know what let's like just get a businessman in here. Like, yeah. And no, yeah. it's true. It's like, going you, so well. It's going so well. Oh, totally. But if you watch like noticed. it's interesting like what if you there are pendulum swings, right? Mm-hmm. Like people that are very sense. reactionary, which mm-hmm. is why midterms are always a big thing because yeah. they're like, well, this guy is kind of sucky. Right, right. We hate this. We, we hate this. Democrats now. I don't know. I don't know. That's that sounds good. Um and another thing to note before FDR uh and obviously before World War II in between the two wars you had two Republican presidents, Coolidge and Hoover, mm-hmm. who sort of led us into the Great Depression. So right, again, right, we're reacting right. to the Great Hooverville. Depression. Hooverville. Hooverville. Yes, Hooverville. I um, forgot about Hooverville. Thank you, yeah. history, I guess. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jolie, you for that. You are a historian. I am now the historian. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Depression and coming out of the Depression. That's like my favorite part yeah. of U.S. history. Sure. Yeah. It's like weird and dusty and dirty and sad. There's and a lot of dust. Feels like a soul. Yeah. There's you know? a lot of dust. But there's a lot of dust. But because of the the Great Depression, like you're finally I mean, it's two presidents in a row that are Republican. Um at like and the economy is in the toilet. There's dust everywhere. Mm-hmm. So people are hugely reactionary. It's like the first big yeah. sort of yeah. bad stain on the Republican Party's presidential history the first since the time Civil it War. Looks like picking them was like shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, because right, you're exactly. literally standing in a line to get bread that yeah. is like 
way probably bad, probably bad, and right. like oh, highly overpriced. Right. Yeah. So with when you have FDR, who not only kind of jump started the economy with the New Deal and like tried to you know get us out of that, and he also led us through World War Two. So it's fine. Like finally, the Democrats get. <laughs> <laughs> a winning figure and that's that's since the civil war you know there hasn't been really somebody who people were unanimously yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's t- completely totally for. true i don't like i don't even know if we've experienced I say, like do we like maybe say obama but like I, no. feel, I feel like it was different there wasn't that sort of like rebuilding and coming together that, no like, and i think happen. that like the yeah. thing yeah and yeah. it didn't need to ha- we hadn't just come out of a recession we were going into one into one right. yeah that's so um, true and if you remember people I mean, especially, you know, Republicans hated Obama. No, Whereas, oh, God, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. You're looking yeah. at FDR and he's kind of, you know, obviously when it comes to the New Deal, I think that there were a lot of Republicans who did not want that. But yeah, as like a war, like as a president leading us through war, ever, yeah. the population yeah, everyone was could agree. Yeah, yeah, he had the best, everyone's best interest at heart. Like, yeah, I will yeah. give my nylons in my tin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To like support, yeah. The, to, like, support the war effort. Yeah. Um, but again, we also haven't been in a war like that since. Yeah. So... Big turning point for the Democratic Party, Huge. which Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But he dies. Yeah. <laughs> During his die. fourth term. During his fourth term. Oh, right. I was like, wasn't that term. also when they implemented a two-term match? Yes. Because yes. they were like, people are just going to keep voting for this fucker until yeah. he until dies. He and dies. then they did. And then they yeah. did. And then they have spent literally, like, what is that now? A hundred years trying to repeal everything he did yes yep that's like all they fight that's against. all that's government is now yeah. just yes. like can we just less social safety net so hard exactly so i kind of want to go back just a second because we're skipping over the other roosevelt my, my boy <gasps> teddy this is really oh he's such a good we guys yeah. about teddy just real quick we're just we're going back ever so slightly back to um Grover Cleveland, uh, Woodrow Wilson, that little that little gotcha. bit right before FDR. Right, right. Uh, the reason that Woodrow Wilson ended up winning and becoming president, um, even though he was a Democrat, was because Teddy, who had been president, had been a Republican president, he wanted to run against Taft, who was a Republican mm-hmm. president, because he realized he was like, he doesn't, this isn't the dude that represents us. Um, he was running for a second term, but he couldn't get the Republican nomination because right. it's Taft, who's an, as an incumbent president. <laughs> so Teddy splits the party to create the Bull Moose Party. Bull yes. Moose party. Oh my God. Yes. Bull Moose Party. He creates his own. I love this man. This is like <laughs> this is like what we would think, like Jill Stein or something. Like this right. is what we would right. think would happen with a third party now, but never does. Never does. Right? No. Yeah, never does. No. So the reason why he split the party, therefore split the votes of the Republican Party, and that's how Woodrow Wilson, a Democrat, won. Um, Teddy so Roosevelt. I just wanted to bring him up because you have. Like, he was super is, cool. He gave us the national parks. He. Like, that's a real the thing. reason we call teddy bears teddy bears. When That's I, right, because yeah, he yeah, found, yeah. like, some bear cub and was like, let's, like, rescue him and have parks. And then everyone was like, teddy bears. Teddy bears. Teddy. But my favorite thing about him is that when he was a soldier, he was part of the Rough Riders, which were yeah. riding on horseback into war, like, back when we did that. Um, but he had glasses, as we know, um, and had very poor eyesight, just like me. And he was so anxious about losing his glasses that he would have extra pairs sewn into his uniform. Like oh my god, little pairs. Did you know that? Yes. He like, just invented the fucking glasses strap ser- for him. <laughs> like just, that is literally easier. Tie string to it around his head. I know. Right. I know. He no. He had, grandma. he had extra sewn into that his uniform because he was so, so nervous cute. about losing his glasses. So and I know what that feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, I am you are Teddy too. Wait, so can I 
Do we know when are the anti-Masonic party? Because I feel like they were around Bull Moose. Were they around Bull Moose? I feel like they were. They didn't do anything, but I just love that they were essentially like, "This shit is the Illuminati, <laughs> and they are not for it." I have to. I have to pull up my notes. Pull up your notes on these. It was from 1826 to 1840. Key people were John Quincy Adams, William Seward, and Thurlow Weed, who I've never heard of. Thurlow Weed? Thurlow Weed. I just, it doesn't, does, wow. it doesn't surprise me that J.Q.A. was a part of this. Really? Again, he was not hugged as a child. So Look this is, I am straight reading from Encyclopedia Britannica. All credit goes to them, but I feel like they're a reliable source. Yes. Yeah. But basically it says the anti-Masonic movement it was a popular movement based on public indignation at the suspicion of the secret fraternal order known as the Masons or Freemasons. Mm. Opponents of the society seized upon the uproar to create the anti-Masonic party. It was the first American third party, the first political party to hold a national nominating convention and Get out of the here. first to offer the electorate a platform of party principles. Oh my God. So, we so not only were they fucking insane, what? but like we base our like whole party system Jolly. on these people. I, love I had no I didn't know idea. Either. And essentially like they're sort of written off in history as yeah. conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But like, they, there's influence. They had a huge influence. And I'd like to say at this point, like, I buy it and I mm-hmm. feel like I believe in the Illuminati more than ever right now. What's that? Book? Like, I would be in a party that's like chemtrails are real. Yeah. UFOs started <laughs> appearing once we started using nuclear power. That is not a coincidence. BT dubs Illuminati. Right. Like, I would join that party at follow, this moment in follow time. Follow the line of thought. Also, like, ovaries mean you're a human and, like, deserve all human rights. Like, exactly. that's that's my anti-Masonic platform. I'm bringing it back. I think you should run on that. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I think you found a new party. Seriously. All right. Uh, we can move on from my sidebar. No, no, no. That's, that's just the one thing that always stood out to me in history class that I thought was, like, hilarious <laughs> that everyone's like, oh, whatever. And I'm like, what? You're I didn't realize it was so early on in history. Where were we? We were at the New Deal. <laughs> we the New I deal. love it. We were at the New oh Deal. Uh, and we were at the, the Democratic Party sort of taking a, um, having a little facelift. But actually, after FDR happens, uh, we still have a couple of big influential Republican presidents that come around. Yeah. Um, notably, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, which I find, I found it through my extensive research that war heroes will very much like cinch a nomination and an election. Like yeah. that was like the best thing you could yeah. be was a war hero. I don't know if anybody had served since Yeah, then. I don't think yeah. any other of the other presidents were. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. This could be totally wrong. Um, and what's, uh, what's interesting about the Republican Party between like during this time between like Eisenhower and I'll say like Reagan is actually socially they're rather what we call liberal because you still had Southern Democrats who were very much against civil uh, rights movement. Right. Yeah, so see, this uh, is where it starts to turn. This is where yes. it, this is where like My the head gets fucked. This is where you're for told real. for real, and you're we're like try to muddle our we're way. We're gonna through try it. to muddle our way through. This is basically where like you ask somebody who doesn't have the time to explain it, just says just flip it, just flip the parties, yes, yes, yes. and like just go with it. Don't question. Do you want to flip it for us? Is yes, this where we're talking? This I is feel like we're, we're like, to like yeah. we're up to like Dixie. We're up to Dixiecrats, right? Oh, like, this there we is, go. Right. This is the time period. Okay, so when FDR died, Truman took over. Yes. Okay. So then 
the Democrats at this time have basically three parties. So you've got Truman's wing, um, and then there's the progressive Dems, which are a little bit more like in FDR territory. And then you've got the Dixiecrats, who were the white Southern Dems who were like fed up with their party supporting rights for like former slaves and black people in general. And they, the Dixiecrats in 1948 nominated Strom Thurmond, who was like the biggest racist. That's when the flip starts to happen. Yeah. And the Southern Dems like start to align themselves with with, the the Republican party. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the normal Democrats support who after this JFK. Just someone not racist? The JFK comes comes later. Comes much later? Okay. JF, like, this is back in, like, what is this? Because Truman led the end of the war. Yeah. So this is, like, and FDR died, like, what? Late 30s? Something like that? No, he died, he died 40s? in, like, late yeah, 40s. 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 Yeah. 40 okay. So, yeah. So then this is, like, Truman 40s, came, 50s. Then Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Then... Is this, like, during McCarthyism, too? Yes. McCarthy. Yeah. 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 So McCarthyism... This was a weird fucking time. It was super weird. And like McCarthyism comes up and after McCarthyism, it was basically you in order to be like air quote patriotic, you had to be like a straight Christian person. Yes. And that's where like, I don't, I did not, I don't know if you guys did, but I did not have an appreciation for like how fundamental a shift that was in that party's trajectory. Because it was the first time where it's like you had to be a specific thing and using like fear mongering to to like equating fear mongering with like nationalism with like yeah 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 it's like 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 if you see something say something if you see a communist and it's seeing your fellow countrymen as like other and bad and like it's that first big distinction where it's like let's turn the people like really against each other yeah 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 and just like watch this play out exactly like we'll run the show well also we're like you know at the beginning and start into the cold war which is like the first time that people in America, other than, I guess, the attack on Pearl Harbor, felt as though they could be attacked at any time. Like, the idea of being attacked, nuclear threat, like, that was the first time. It's the first more advanced sort of, like, distant war. So, I mean, I understand a lot of fear. Now we're like, oh, yeah, we're at war probably. Yeah, well, it's like the first time that they felt like fear was imminent. And, you know, and, like... That they were going to be bombed and duck yeah. and cover. That you know? their neighbors are was, spies. Right. Their neighbors that, are spies. Right. So it's like it's your first real uh, domestic fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and not just because like things were actually it. happening in the world, like North Korea, like yeah, there were totally things true. around the world, like in, in Russia, like it was real. People could see it, yeah. and so they were like, "Oh my god, then it's here too." Yeah. Like we have to be, uh, we have, we to, have be to be aware of you guys. Have, like yeah. if this is going to be happening in every country. We're going right. to stop it in ours. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like McCarthyism and like a flag to the like social conservatism that it brought out. Because it wasn't really yeah. like that. And like how that is now sort of equated with like being American, being right. a Republican, and, being yeah. conservative. Yeah. 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 Shortly after. Shortly thereafter. Shortly yeah. thereafter yeah. you have, you know, JFK who was the golden boy. Oh my God. He you was know, handsome. Literally he was super There's no denying cute. it. <laughs> America's sweetheart. Um so here we are back. We're at, we're at JFK. JFK. Uh, who, as we hopefully all know, uh, was assassinated. And then uh, after after he was assassinated, uh, his vice president, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, took over. Another sort of interesting figure because, I don't know, I feel like he was less what I would call liberal than JFK was. 
Um, I think he had less liberal tactics. I mean, he's like famous Mm -hmm. for saying things like, He's very aggressive. You know, I, like, I'll sign it, but you have to make me sign it. Like, basically saying, like, you know, I'll support the civil rights legislation or the voting act, voting act rights legislation as long as, like, you get the support for it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. going to veto it. Yeah. So, but I, I always felt but like... But I'm not going to like... But I'm not going to like... Yeah. And didn't LBJ also lead us into the Vietnam War? Am I wrong? Yeah, I thought. I yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But the Vietnam War was a very divisive thing that we were in. It was very polarizing. Um, The American people reacted very poorly to the Vietnam War because it was the first war that was televised. It was... You saw the people, you the saw, body bags coming back. You saw back. the body bags. You, yeah, yeah. you like, saw your kid, your neighbor's kid mm-hmm. get drafted on yeah, television and huge. get sent off and then home right back. Yeah, dead. The, the draft was huge. Yeah. Um, and with the Vietnam War, you also have... The, the your sort of hippie era also happening. Yeah. So it's like you have this huge social. Not like the first like super extreme liberal movement. No, but I mean, I feel like visible, visibility yeah. wise yeah. in our country. Yeah, yeah you have yeah. you know people you know like free love, free love, drugs, yeah. drugs in the park, all, no yeah. clothes, freaking yeah, out the squares. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all your dadas. Fucking shit up right. in San Francisco. <laughs> like mass protest. Yeah, yeah. Mass protest. It's the first yeah. time that a war's been hated this much. You yeah. know? Where the country had... hasn't been like, yep, yay, let's but stay yeah. there forever and fight to win victory. Where it's like, yeah. no, get the fuck out. What are we doing here? Right. And why are we killing everyone? Right. right. We had World War Two and then World War One, and then I mean, there's things in between that, but the, then the Civil War was like those are the three major experiences yeah and everybody had generally been like about it Mm -hmm. yeah we were well and i feel yeah yeah and so what do you do after that you you get a nixon gang you get a trump (laughs) i don't know and you get a trump and you oh my god it's all making sense and just so our listeners know we are i'm like jumping over presidencies because i'm just trying to touch on like the The party we're trying to like follow the yes like how the trajectory of the parties yeah like jfk lbj were defining uh, figures for the democratic party and then the next defining figure is nixon it really is nixon uh who was was very popular to begin with but uh but the thing about his presidency is that uh it obviously ended in scandal scandal which i mean when you have something that when you have something that ends in scandal or a bad war, like it just tanks the reputation like of the party. You, I think yep. that just means like you sucked at running the country. It just, <laughs> like it, we gave you, we gave it to you, you dropped it, we're going to take it back. It. Uh, I mean, obviously his vice president uh, was a Republican who ended up taking over, but he was not a great Good moment. at the job. He was not great. <laughs> no. Um, bad. Yeah. And then Ford... Because Ford then took over. Mm-hmm. It's super weird because then the Democrats were like, like they weren't running on anything strong, really. Like a lot right. of people were angry from the civil rights era. Like pe- lots of people there were There was happy. a chance for like a strong yes. stance and reaction, but instead it was just sort of wishy-washy. It was right? wishy-washy. Yeah, kind of on both sides. And Carter came in. Carter. Well, uh, I yeah. love, I love Carter. I have no thoughts on him. I don't know why I went, ugh. I like Carter because... Mainly for like what he does now, like he's such a great mm, okay. human. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. And I feel yeah. like he handled like he sold his peanut farm. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't take that president. seriously. 
Like, but, like, Trump didn't sell shit. He didn't sell his peanut farm. Trump didn't he sell got his... rid of his fake university that was a scam. Come on. Pardon? Come on. <laughs> He's all right. All right. All right. I'll oh, no, wait. I'll no. Him. So then, okay, so we're going to pass. We're going to go past Carter. And we're going to get Carter. to Reagan. Reagan. Who, who's, like, another huge shift. I think that Reaganomics... Trickle down economics. There we all go. All of that. Mm-hmm. We're on drugs, right? We're, We're on drugs. We're on drugs. Yeah. Um, the AIDS crisis. Oh my god! You also have the fall of the Berlin Wall mm-hmm. that happens during his presidency, yep. um, which I, you know is a is a benefit to his presidency, I think, um, and sort of like the ending the fight on. Sort of putting a nail in the coffin like on a, the Cold War. A nail in the coffin. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It really, like, like the true end to the Cold War, which, I mean, did happen before that time. But, but that was big, the symbolic. symbolic literal like, breaking down of a dividing wall. no exactly. more communism. Yeah. We're safe. We're not acknowledging crises that are happening domestically, but abroad, it's all We're good, good now. We're good, yeah. So you have Reagan, then Papa Bush. Yeah. And then, then Clinton. Clinton. And then baby Bush. baby Bush, and then and then Obama. Obama. I mean, to me, it's Papa hard. Bush is exactly like um, he's no Jimmy Carter in <laughs> yeah. the yeah. sense. Yes, yeah. one of those like, keep up the status quo. Yeah, he's like float along, like yeah, chilled right along, sort of continued what Reagan was doing. I can't think of anything that's hugely notable about his presidency that reflects the party. No, and other in fact, than just like keeping with what. Reagan had set aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so now you're looking at 12 years in total with their two presidencies before you get a Democratic um, president and president Bill Clinton, who. There's <laughs> many things. Oh, holla at your boy. Has <laughs> <laughs> done some damage, though. Done some damage. Who has done some damage. But oh. is arguably like one of the. I mean, if you're talking about like presidents, Democratic presidents, right. I would say done, presidentially like, done good. Right. And, like culturally. Meh. I waver a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he, as a president, very much worked well at working with Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. Um, sort of stayed relatively moderate in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had so you have Bill Clinton. You have it's like it's going so well. Everything's just scooting <laughs> right along. And then of course you have the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Um, and Slash what we are now knowing mm. was like a nationwide victim blaming of like a young, young girl. 200%. Yeah. 200%. Coer- as an intern coerced into sex by not the, only her boss, but her boss being the most powerful man yes. the president in the, the country. States. Yes. So yeah, so we have the Monica Lewinsky scandal, which is which is what we remember his presidency from, mm-hmm. yeah. truly. But so then, okay, so now we're up to like... We're up to Baby, Baby Bush. Bush and Obama and mm. now Trump. Trump, yes. So let's put a pin in Trump. Those are all recent enough presidents for us to remember. Like, we don't have to dissect, right. like, all mm-hmm. of this stuff that happened. So, like, what – is there, like, a trajectory – like, is there a trajectory? There's the Tea Party in there that we didn't mention. We have the that, Tea like, Party totally. and the whole, like, support your, tro- support your troops. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you weren't pro-war in Afghanistan, like, you weren't a good American. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that we check in with Baby Bush – um, because okay. Florida in the in the first Florida. what year of Baby Bush's presidency you have nine eleven. Oh, right. oh yeah yeah you have nine eleven. Hence have, support our troops. Hence, hence support our troops. Yeah. Um, we we went to war because of nine eleven. It was a hugely reactionary thing. Everybody I mean, was on it board was though. The most insane, like it was the most insane 
nationalism I've yep. ever encountered. Well, like it was nationalism unlike like I've ever encountered. No, I had never. It was like that was the day where things like just stopped being true. Things yeah. that had happened before, like no like, longer history had any didn't context. matter. Like nothing yeah. made sense, nothing mattered, and right. we were a blank slate. It yeah. felt like to move forward. Yeah. Well, because I mean, uh, before that, the last time we had been attacked like that was Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it like it it the the idea of it happening was completely unfathomable. So the reaction to me makes a lot of like it doesn't it makes no sense. Yes. Yeah. But you once again have a war defining. A political party. Like a war the, defined. Like yeah. the political party. If you, you are like, pro-America and pro-taking care of this country, right. it means you're pro-Republicans right. because that's who like took care of business. Right. Yeah. In that right. case, yeah, absolutely. So you have Papa, not Papa Bush, Baby, Baby Bush, Bush, leading us to Iraq, leading us to Afghanistan. He's in office for eight years. Um, and we're not out. I feel like Afghanistan and Iraq are much worse by the time Obama comes around. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, again, then you have this new Democratic so candidate. handed a poo steaming pile of garbage. We're about to go into like, a recession. With like a steaming pile of I mean, let's say with garbage. a bunch of other steaming pile of criminals <laughs> who were like yeah. okayed by the government to yeah. run essentially a super large scale like scheme yeah. and rip off low income Americans. Right. So he is handed... This crashing housing market yep. and endless war draining our resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has gotten so much worse right before he took over. Exactly right before he took over. Um, so I mean, like now we're at Obama and what and and sort of I feel like he sort of redefined the Democratic Party in his own way by being. Um, I think he was a, at the end of his presidency a generally liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah president yeah you know he got us out you know not totally out of the recession but he started getting us out of the recession yeah okay so taking a pin out of trump take it's out it's out Mm -hmm. what do we think about like what does that mean for the republican party i think it's too early to tell if he's going to be the new face of the republican Mm -hmm. party or not because i think they're still internally totally fighting with themselves about what to do with him but with this election in particular you had trump and you had hillary and I think a lot of people who identify as your sort of like moderate Republican who ended up voting Trump, it was because they truly just couldn't get behind yeah, she Hillary. Was just so, there was just too many, so there was just too many like thing, you know, things Vagina. about oh, I know. I will say like, I will, I will say to this day, like, we'll see, like, I feel like we'll see a gay, a Jewish, mm-hmm. a black, a yeah. Hispanic president before we will fucking see, see a, a woman. woman. I feel like Trump is a moment of catharsis. It's not going well, I would say. Um, it yeah. just, it's, it's kind the of The amount like of resignations show. alone is a bit alarming. A bit alarming. Yeah, according alarming. to American history, it's But that's why I think it's a moment of right. catharsis where it's like, I feel like the Republican Party is very much putting a mirror to itself right now. And yeah. being like, who Fuck. are we? Yeah. Like, like, what, like, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm, we let this happen and, like, encouraged it. Like, that yeah. was their, not, he won the Republican nomination. That, like, yeah, blew he my won mind. the, it's not, he didn't split the party. No. no. He and won he it. won because people were like, I'm out. Yeah. Like three months in advance. Well, also, four what was months in advance. Like, three, like 13 candidates. Who were like all like, jokes. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. No. I yeah. do feel as though the Republican Party is at a moment where it's either going to split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the next candidate that they put forward is going to be a result of that. It's either going to be somebody who is like Trump or not like Trump. Imagine and I Trump, don't. But I also can imagine him being president. Like, yeah, until I have, it happened. I yeah. have no idea. But I think in the meantime, 
we are going to see in reaction to that, my prediction, just based on the history that we've gone through, a resurgence of democratic support. This liberalism. liberalism. Ideally, I'm hoping these, you know, school protests, Me Too, women's marches are going to liken, you know, the revolution of the 60s. That's all we can go off of and hope for. And And I hope it's it's louder and more aggressive now that we have more visibility, more social media, more, like, Running for local government is be- seeming more accessible. All yeah. the like it's a burn it down slash like and like I feel like Democrats and like more liberals were just throwing spaghetti at the wall yeah. and where like Republicans are like trying to color over their mistake with different colors yeah. and everything's turning brown. Like that's <laughs> those are my two yes. analogies yeah. for like the parties as we stand. Yeah, but yeah. um, but regard like to sort of like summarize all that. It's not unique what's happening. You guys was Susan Sarandon right the whole time. Susan Sarandon when was she right the whole time. Was, oh I'm God. really I've been saying this ever like so much especially since like after the women's march and then right after the like when the students picked up protesting again I was like okay now Susan Sarandon might be right. Like in what like, sense? What do you in that she was like I'm voting for Trump because we will have to burn it down. Mm. And that was her. That was why she was like not for Hillary once Bernie was out of the race. She was like, I think more change will come about this month, like come from this monster being in charge and us having to pick up the pieces. Yes, she's right. I mean, I don't think that was a good like thing (laughs) to put out into the world pre-election. But now that it's, I'm glad it's actually happening. Yeah, and I'm glad like we're not alone in history. And like this happens in America. Yes. Um. This was amazing, you guys. I am so sorry. This was so long. No, <laughs> no, please. I'm like so glad that you were able to be here. Thank you for Thank you so much coming for on. Thank you. Um, tell us and the millions. It's what we call millions. Our millions. millions. Um, where they can find you. When's yeah. like the next season of your uh, podcast yeah. starting? I'm Jolenta Greenberg. I host along with my friend Kristen Meiser. Uh, podcast called by the book where it's like a reality show where we live by different self-help books every week it's really funny you can find me at jolenta g on twitter you can find our podcast at by the book pod on twitter or just search like by the book podcast um that's it it's so you have to check it out you guys it's so funny shout out to the illuminati shout out to the illuminati to virginia to virginia Virginia. hey thank you virginia and to rapists and to rapists